Okay, we are live. Episode 109. We've got a good one. Cindy Poise. Supernola. You like that. Uh, Megan Lynch, Six Point Creative. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Thank you. Cindy, we're talking granola. Uh, give it to us. When did you start it? And what is it all about as far as brand? I was going to say, actually, we're not talking granola. We're talking superfood clusters. Beautiful. But I started it for myself, really. I worked in finance before. I needed an anytime, anywhere snack that packed as big of a nutrition punch as possible. And I did a ton of research just for myself and, you know, nobody else in mind but me. But now we've blown up to this. So very cool. Now, which year was that? Um, 2015. In 2015. Okay. So previous to this, you were doing finance. Okay. Well, there's a lot of that going on. Uh, wanted to get in something probably more impactful, maybe, I don't know, it could personal choice, right? Okay. What was the first thing you did? So somebody who's just starting out, right? They, they have an idea. They maybe can do something like this, even in their kitchen. What was the first step that you made to kind of move yourself into creating the brand? Well, to be honest, I didn't think it was going to turn into this. It was going to be a fun side hobby. Um, but the first step was definitely creating that LLC. <laughs> Have to protect yourself. But from there, it just kind of snowballed. Got it. Okay. And were you doing this in the kitchen? Like, what was the first recipe? How did it even, how did it even evolve? Yeah, it started in the kitchen. And it was small scale, just making it for myself and then sharing it with friends. And then it was farmer's markets and I was in LA, so we had to get a commercial kitchen. So started out right away as soon as we commercialized in there. Um, and now we've grown so that we own our own manufacturing facility and do co-manufacturing for others too. Got it. Okay, so that's before we get there, um, you were in LA. So, so are you in LA now? No, we're in Milwaukee. You're in Milwaukee. Okay, Milwaukee and LA, very different cities, uh, and, and, and I would assume. Um, but what were what was the transition? Why were you in LA, and what did it look like there as far as a commercial kitchen? What was the first iteration of product that was actually sold? Was it in uh, a case pack? Was it individually wrapped? Give us sort of a visual for that. Yeah, it was. We had a kind of a pantry load size and then a single serving. The product was much different back then. Um, you know, there wasn't any research that was done about product market fit or competition or anything like that. We were just having a good time. So we actually rented out from a French pastry chef on Santa Monica Boulevard, some space, and it was like 90 degrees in there. And so there was a lot of sweat, I think, in the first iteration of our products. Um, but it was a, you know, same kind of ingredients, but totally different product. We used uh, an oven, which now we dehydrate. Um, you know, we did it in much smaller batch sizes, obviously. Um, but it was, you know, learn as you go kind of thing and sweat it out. <laughs> okay. I, I like that. As you moved back east, um, were you now, was it when that transition had occurred where you are, you know, sort of was the brand either acquired or did you partner up with a coke? co-packer as to try to sort of create something different as far as the product and as far as how you're manufacturing and getting distribution, give us sort of that transition. Yeah. So it was really a life transition that happened. Um, my dad was diagnosed with ALS and I'm from Pennsylvania. So I wanted a ticket to move home and spend time with him. Um, and with what I was seeing with Supernola at the time, it was kind of telling me that this was the right decision and this is what I should do. 
Uh, but I've actually owned my manufacturing all along. I heard all those stories about co-packers being a nightmare and I didn't want to deal with that. And my product is pretty particular. And the one thing I don't cheap out on is ingredients and co-packers are notorious for doing that. So I've always owned my facility and figured it out from, you know, just starting out food safety now to being SQF certified here. Um, definitely a lot of Googling and a lot of perusing the FDA website. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Co-packers. Um, yeah. No, they're, there's, um, they're not all great. Huh? That's interesting. Uh, uh, so, okay. Let's talk about now then move us all the way forward. Where can someone find uh, Supernola and what were those first maybe retail distribution points? How did you start that transition uh, and when was that? Yeah, so um, we kind of took a different route to market, I'll say. So I partnered up as soon as I realized I had no idea what I was doing in the industry. Uh, I had zero industry knowledge. I used to cover power companies and oil and gas companies. Um, I partnered up with, um, who's now my business partner, he spent 20 years at the Hershey company. So from there, we kind of shared the same vision about going mainstream with this product. And then an opportunity came up to acquire another brand that included a manufacturing facility that was already running. So it was completely turnkey. That's what moved me to Milwaukee and that's in the facility that I'm in now. Um, so what we did was we took Supernola as kind of a new brand under that brand that we acquired and kind of just shot it into distribution. So immediately we got distribution in UNFI and Kehi. Before it was, I mean, you know, you go door to door and you try to get in the natural food stores and it takes a lot of time and effort and energy. So that kind of fast tracked us there. Um, but now we're taking a much more mainstream approach, especially post COVID. And so we're focused on, you know, drug stores. You can find us nationally in Walgreens and Rite Aid. Um, convenience stores, we just started getting into them and we're really bullish on that. And then, you know, mainstream retailers as well um, and club. So we're launching into Costco tomorrow in the LA and Hawaii area. Um, so really taking the product mainstream, it has mainstream appeal, even though we're super clean and healthy and can fit all of the needs of, you know, a really ingredient focused consumer. Congrats on the Costco piece. Um, there's a lot that's convenient in this episode on its own about a uh, club. Um, as far as a team, is it just you? And, and then like you had mentioned a, a business partner, but who's kind of doing the day-to-day day to -day, uh, day? Do you probably have something for that one? Go. <laughs> yeah, I would look a little more tired than I already do. <laughs> um, so we have, we actually now are like a team of 35 people. We've grown pretty fast, um, but on kind of the management level. So it's me and my business partner. Um, and then we have a national sales director, director of marketing, and then I have all of my facility staff. So I have my SQF practitioner and operations manager, and then all of our kind of, you know, um, production workers here. So we're, we're growing fast and you never have enough people. <laughs> uh, and, and as far as um, that part of the business, is it a big part of the business? Um, because when somebody hears that, right, as far as all those, that, that, that head count, Many need context for that, that a majority of them are in the facility as far as the co-packing part of the business, which is part of this sort of umbrella. Is, is that a big part of your overall business outside of Supernola? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most of our staff is in manufacturing. Um, and so, that you know, most of it is, you know, hourly production workers and but that's kind of the core of our team and the, the magic behind it you know we control everything that goes into our products and that goes into the end customer experience and 
you know, I always joke that what's that taste? It tastes like love because there's a lot of love that goes into it here. And we're just a kind of a big, happy family and co-manufacturing is a growing part of our focus as well. Obviously as a manufacturer, you need to keep the equipment running at all times. And that's kind of your ticket to do that as you're fueling your branded growth. Supernova's organic. Yes. Give us a few of the call outs, just again, also for context, give us like kind of nutritional panel, uh, the bells and whistles, I like to call like everything's behind the, the, you know, flavor needs and taste and all that needs to be core. You got to have people coming back wanting the product, right? I use the word craveable a lot, but yeah. Um, and then there's all the other pieces, right? That have to be with the story. What is this thing about? Why is it about? Who is it for? And the like, give, give us a little bit of that. So just in terms of certifications, we're certified organic. We're also gluten-free, certified paleo, and some of our flavors are certified keto. Um, we're plant-based, uh, you know, kind of everything clean label that you can imagine. Um, and then our kind of key thing is that we add a bunch of superfoods in there so that you're getting a higher nutrition kind of benefit from the product. And we use different superfoods and different flavors. So we have some different call-outs of health benefits on the front of our packs for different flavors that we have. Um, but then you hit the nail on the head at the end of the day, it's just a really delicious snack. And that's why we decided to go mainstream because some people care that it's gluten-free. Some people don't care. Some people care that it's vegan. Some people don't care, you know, and we don't want to pigeonhole ourselves into one specific diet, especially as we know, diets change like, like styles change. Yes, they do. That's why I'm a big believer in healthy relationship with food. That's the long-term success story, folks. Back to the show. Uh, let's talk about where you'll be at, let's say in 12 months, what do you want super Nolas to be like, where do you see it? And then give us one piece as far as uh, direct to consumer. Is there a play there, uh, as far as distribution, or are you just going to keep moving, uh, and focusing on retail distribution? Um, so where, where I see it, um, you know, that's ever changing as, I mean, you know, you could have nothing on the horizon. All of a sudden a big thing hits like a Costco hits and everything changes. So we're hoping that we're continuing to launch into new Costco regions um, and then hitting some other retailers as well. Grocery has been pretty sleepy lately. So we're hoping that that starts to change soon. Um, and what was your second question? <laughs> uh, direct to consumer. Is that something that yeah. you guys focus on? Direct consumer is obviously it's, you know, it's going to be your highest profit margin and then you have a direct relationship with your customer. So that's continually a focus of ours, especially as we grow and we try to keep it at a certain percentage of sales. So, you know, as we grow all of a sudden, you know, Costco hits our sales jump up. Well, we got to put extra focus into making sure that our direct to consumer sales are that target portion of our overall sales that we want. Very cool. Well, Super Knowles info. I always put it on the end. I do this pointing thing. I don't know why. That's your title and stuff comes up. Uh, thank you, Cindy, uh, getting that info up there. Megan, Six Point Creative. Yeah. We turn it over to you. Right. Tell us about it. Sure. Uh, so Six Point Creative, we are a brand strategy agency and our whole focus is really on family-owned businesses, established family-owned businesses that have brands who have been around for a while. And our goal is to help them grow, you know, 
2X, 3X, but without putting their business at risk. So keeping uh, customer relationships intact, keeping the, the soul of the business intact and helping them kind of navigate that really difficult area between seeing so much opportunity out there where they know that they can grow their business, but also not really knowing which opportunity is the right fit for them or also which opportunity is going to actually put their business at risk. Cause we all know that like the, you know, all growth is not created equal. And sometimes you have to be really careful that the growth doesn't start running your business or kind of destroy that, that soul, that heart and soul that got you to where you are. So, um, so yeah, we bring a lot of empathy to our work and we love working with family businesses because they are so relationship driven and values driven. Um, and they, they also have a lot to lose. They're usually talking about the livelihood, the legacy of their family. You know, it's all, we often work with second, third, fourth generations and, um, nobody wants to be the one that, you know, was the last generation. So we help make sure that, that they're not the last, that they can continue a legacy for their family. Very cool. Yeah, nobody wants that uh, that one, huh? No. I believe that. Uh, it is a tough business. Um, Six Point Creative, Megan Lynch, Cindy Poise, Supernola. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us.